Welcome to Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you, and today you have your ghost, your host, Light and Jinjimo. How are you, sir? How's Hello. your week going? Oh, busy as always. Excited, That's my middle name. <laughs> excited for the uh, holidays? Um, excited for yes. Christmas? Because that's what yeah. we celebrate over here, um, you know. Just... Yeah, uh, definitely, man. I'm I'm hoping to spend some time playing games. Um, luckily, the company I work for gave us uh, um, like a couple days off, and then like you know recharge days. So that's going to be my uh, catch up on chores and um, work on some games and and play some games too. So yeah, how about you? That's pretty good, man. Um, same. I'm excited for Christmas. I still need to go shopping. Um, <laughs> Um, definitely going to do that tomorrow, uh, and then I don't know, just get ready for the holidays. I've been actually like you, trying to play some games with the holidays when I can. And mm-hmm. then, um, right now I have a roommate, and he wanted to play uh, Halo, the franchise, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do, let's do it, let's play it. I haven't really played the um, from the the beginning in a while. Like I think last time was I played all the Halo games. I played them on release order. So when Halo Reach came out, you know, and obviously you introduced me to the first Halo on the Xbox. So ever since mm-hmm. then, I was a like, huge fan going over to your house, playing. It was it was so fun. And then with Halo Infinite releasing, I was like, well, releasing because I feel like it's still a complete game. But don't worry, let's move on from that <laughs> for a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, just moving on to the Halo universe. And I, ha- I love that universe, which was cool. To actually want to replay the whole the whole franchise from the Halo Reach all the way to um, Halo Infinite, and then my roommate really wanted to check it out, so I was like, you know what, yeah, let's play it. So we've been playing like split screen on on Halo Reach, and then making our way all the way through uh, Halo Four right now. So you know, when we get a chance, we just play it together, and then get through them. And you know what? It was like uh, when I got the Master Chief's uh, Halo collection. It was mostly I only play like multiplayer here and there. Like I play, I play a little bit of the campaign, but I was really waiting for Halo Infinite. Like I'm like you were. I know you told me this too that mm-hmm. when Halo Infinite would come out, you want to play them all from the beginning to the end, right? So you could yeah. see the whole mm-hmm. story, right? And I I I like to do that as well. And so I was like, what a perfect time then right now with Halo Infinite, right? So playing through Reach, I really I remember when I played it back in the day, like you know, back when we were in high school. It's like it was fun, or maybe not high school. I don't. I think that one came either at the end of high school or like a couple of years after. <laughs> either way, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember the exact day. But when I played it, then it I enjoyed it, but I never, I guess, captivated like oh, okay the grand scale. Um, because I played it after playing all the other Halos. And because it's a prequel, it's more like, oh, okay. So this is how they got this to there, right? And and, and I didn't really pay attention to a lot of the details when you when I was that I got I caught this time. So I was like, oh, okay. I remember all of this. And Halo Reach is really good game. I feel like Bungie did a fantastic job on that one. And then the remasters, I think they're a lot better than I expected. They actually went and remember how they had in-game cinematics, but it was with like a 3D, right? So it didn't look the best. Yeah. On this ones, they went and did a full CGI cinematics on him. So it's like 
like redone and i was like oh man this is so good like halo 1 and 2 were like beautiful like visually Mm-hmm. And the story is already there, so if you like this, the story is good anyways. But I get to see it in the old graphics and new graphics because it's a little mod for that on those two specifically. That's pretty cool. And then we play Halo Three, and I was like, you know, I think I understand why when people play Halo Three, they felt like it wasn't as good as One and Two, especially if you played it back to back. It was still good, but it felt like. Um, like, the action was not as high intensity as the number two. But maybe, I don't know. It depends on who you are, right? Like, I don't know if you prefer Halo 1 or Halo 2. Like, which do you prefer <laughs> out, of, out of those? Um, I I would say Halo 1. But I, because I played it so much as a kid, I swear I played, like, there was a select few levels that I played over and over again. And it was the point where I played it so much that I knew... Like, I wasn't doing the hardest things or anything or doing the legendary, like, stuff, like, highest, you know, uh, difficulty or anything. I was more, like, uh, just blown away by, like, being able to flip the the um, the Warthog with, like, like, a bunch of frag grenades and then toss, like, a, you know, like, a sticky grenade, plasma grenade and stuff. And it blows up and does all these flips and stuff because the this was before... And it's crazy to think this now, but this is like before like damage was done to the vehicles, like they were indestructible, <laughs> and you could just uh, except for I think the banshee probably could be blown up, but I just remember um, you could just like keep flipping it, flipping them and stuff, and there wasn't any damage yeah. that could be done. And man, like so anyway, um, but yeah, the first one I'd say I liked the most. Um, I don't remember the second one that much, um, okay. but I remember it was pretty good. Yeah, so. Like, I guess, like, uh, number three is a little bit... I don't know. I feel like number three was a little bit lower than both of those two at the same time because of the intensity. But either Mm -hmm. way, I still liked it. And then we're playing Halo 4. And obviously, it's like, I feel like when Halo 4 came out, it was just like, here's a new trilogy. We're going to steal the new story, right? From here on out. Kind of like Star Wars. And, yeah, and whatever other trilogies they tend to do, like instead of doing like a fourth, it was more like a reboot, restart of the world, but not yeah, but just a different story. And honestly, I was actually I was like, man, this game looks really good, and I just can't remember that it looked this good back in the day when we played it. But then I also have to remember back when I played it, it was on the big Xbox One, you know, like on the big <laughs> big big boy. Like, yeah. like way bigger than the Xbox Series X that uh, I have. Obviously, Series X is more like boxy, I guess. If you were to flatten it out, maybe it's like a PS4 Pro or whatever size. Maybe a little bit less. But give or take, it's not that much of a difference. And mm-hmm. honestly, I am actually enjoying this Halo universe. And I can't, I can't wait to finish Halo Infinite to f- give it my final thoughts. Because I've been waiting to finish it just once I catch up with the story, just to give me a better idea, because I never played Halo 5. I could never get through it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this time with uh, with my friend uh, wanting to watch it, or him playing too, like, we, we'll get to we'll get it done in, in one go, because it's not a... I don't know. Maybe it was people... I felt too salty at the time, when you didn't get to play Master Chief, and now I just mm-hmm. don't care anymore, you know? I used to care about that. I was like, it's whatever. Um... It just had the same feeling I had when I played Metal Gear Solid 2 for the first time and I got Raiden. I was like, I want to play Raiden, goddammit. <laughs> I don't want him. He sucks. 
and then and then Metal Gear Solid Four comes out, and then you get to see him, and you're like, okay, never mind. Let me play that guy. That guy's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe I'll have a different impression of um, on Halo Five because he had with the other Spartans that you know that show mm-hmm. on the on the cover. You can see like I would say it's a spoiler, but they're literally on the cover art of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. So far, the Halo universe uh, has treated well. Has been one of my favorite franchises of all time for sure. Um, and uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I am so harsh on it sometimes when I play Halo Infinite. It's like, come on. I remember when you guys were to do these masterpieces or like you would, they would do attention to detail or like try to make the best game possible on those consoles, on those machines. And with the ecosystem they have, I don't know if they can push it to the same degree, you know, because they have to always think about lowest common denominator to some degree. But who knows maybe they'll stop supporting it too and then just move on from the xbox one and we can <laughs> we can catch up to the, to the times <laughs> which is um, what i'm hoping for i don't know but yeah so far so good on, on halo um joining that because that's that's basically all i've been playing um with my friend when i get a chance mm-hmm. and besides that just work man i know i know went a little bit too long on the halo but yeah playing halo 4 and then we're gonna make our way through 5 and then infinite even though can't play co-op on either of those without having to get um either another xbox or 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 another xbox because halo 5 is not available for pc in case you guys were wondering if you didn't know and you want to play halo on the pc specifically halo 5 you cannot so who know hopefully they port it over like they did um you know halo 4 and all the other games i don't see why not because mm. um i mean i guess the, the that's i think that would be the best place to keep it preservation on pc don't you think because sometimes games like disappear or whatever and yeah yeah because um because pc is like that perpetual console right like it's it's always and i guess that's where they're they're trying to kind of do with um with some of the, you know, ex- with the Xbox and PlayStation kind of games where they're, um, but like really with PC, it's kind of like you just have a release and then it's up to you to have a computer that can play it rather than um, the game developer or whatever having to make an update or push an update to be able to play on, you know, that's increased for the next console or, you know, if it's between consoles, it's like, you know, two versions. Um, and uh, a lot of the time with PC releases, they tend to have like I don't know scalable graphics. Like things are just a lot more um, fluid when it comes to quality, as opposed to consoles where they're just like you're not going to see any better than let's say like you know 30 frames per second, <laughs> 4K 30 frames or 4K 60 frames. You're not going to see it jump up if you have that. Because or the the hardware, because that hardware is already like pre locked in. So yeah. I, I feel like PC would probably be the best, unless they start releasing free updates from you know developers, um, which they do. But like, it's, it's, the, it's not as uh, so common. It's like six years, or yeah, it's like it's it's not as frequent with new like consoles than it is with like new graphics card. Cause what they end up doing is just basically make a remaster version or a full remake. And in my personal opinion, the full remakes are the way to go. 
Like remasters are nice, but a remake where you can make an older game from the ground up, and like for example, Resident Evil Two, because you played it recently, right? Yeah. Or like just the feeling of remembering this game back on the Nintendo sixty four, right? How it was and how it is now, and you're like, oh my god, thank you for bringing that to today, because a lot of the monsters and a lot of the um, like places that you guys see in the game are freaking i don't know to me since i remember playing them as still pictures right because because that's how they did it like with some concept pictures and like whatever they did back in the day with a ps1 and 1064 to make it look three-dimensional or whatever mm-hmm. um to see that kind of environment in a 3d space and be able to see the details of like you know the police station and all that it's all oh my guys it's, it's awesome that's why mm-hmm. i kind of prefer remakes from older games than just a remaster because remaster i feel like they're just um cash cash grab most of the time and like they're doing the bare minimum and Um, it's usually like i mean the same happened with like resident evil but uh usually they're handed off to some other company that you know um like for example grand theft auto yeah oh blue points yeah that one was was really done well but like you have where they want a cash grab where they're just you know oh, true, like true. Grand cash Auto. <laughs> yeah where they're just like here whoever you know like what what they do is they have like a project they throw up and they say you know who can give us this product within this budget and so all these you know developers or whatever like start um pitching you know these proposals saying yeah we can get you this here's our resumes um and we can be we can fit within this budget or whatever and um they probably you know they obviously have had um they've had work with them previously with their um you know uh their their uh remaster work or whatever but unfortunately like it's been with like mobile games and stuff that don't take probably full you full like um uh full you make full use of the console and stuff so but um yeah that's a crap pretty much a cash grab but <laughs> yeah i agree with yeah, uh, yeah. And what's sense yeah. about about that kind of stuff especially to a great franchise like grand devado it's like growing up it's like these games were awesome and then i have them for the ps2 right and, and what sucks about it is like how is it possible that a ps2 xbox original game has some effects that the remaster don't have like if you if you were to like drive off into the water there's like no splash effect your car just kind of sinks <laughs> uh-huh. uh, i don't know if they patched that in yet because i know they 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 did do a bunch of um patches of the game and when i played the game um i saw that it wasn't there and i saw but like the game crashed on me like at least like eight times where i had to restart the game um but that's okay. I got through it. Not really that big of a deal because the way that the game is uh, is is done, it's just a lot easier than back in the day. Cause on the other one, remember when you died, you you would always if, when you're doing the missions, like would it had checkpoints? I can't remember. I I, I could have sworn that when you died in the game, it would restart at the beginning of the mission, or it would you would restart at the hospital. But I think only if you died out of the mission, you would start at the hospital, right? Um, I remember, yeah, if you die in, uh, I do, I, I believe when, if you die, regardless of what you're doing, you start at the hospital or, um, 
yeah, you either start at the hospital, or I know there was places you the can police stay. Station, you can, if you, that, yeah, there's the police station. If you get, caught. is that where you stay? If you, if you get caught, if you you end up at the police station. You stay by your um home, because you have like little um oh yeah homes, where you, so like, little safe zone, I guess your your safe house. The better the yeah. better word. And then yeah, there was that, and then in some other areas, but yeah, your your safe house, and then um you have to go and find that like back to the start location i remember that was such a frustrating thing about it it's like you mess up on something and then you have to run all the way back but i believe in the new ones they um they it's have these checkpoints yeah checkpoints. checkpoints within the mission yeah yeah so so that was kind of nice like i was that that's why um so it's a lot easier than before because those games were very frustrating especially some of those missions right and especially mm-hmm. what would be more frustrating if you end up I mean, with the game that crashes on you. And the crash is very specific to this. It, you, the game crashes and the game does, it, it, it puts you to the home screen. On the, at least on, I put it on the Xbox. I don't know, on the PS5 it could do the same thing, I'm sure. Um, so it, re- it goes to the screen and then you load the, you load the game in and you put continue. And it doesn't load. It just re-kicks you out over and over again. And I, and then I found the way to go around this was basically on Reddit. Someone was saying, hey, if you try reloading a later save and then reload your current save, you'll be able to go and it will load for some reason. And it did. So I was man- I managed to go back to my spot. And that was cool. They didn't have to redo everything. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do know that sometimes... When studios like this do take these remasters or these remakes, um, some of them could be pretty crappy and they wouldn't do their due diligence to look for all this stuff. But from what I heard, it's supposed to be a... It was not a port from the original PS2 Xbox code. It was a port from a phone version. Um, but I was like, mm-hmm. huh, that was int- I didn't know that until I saw an article about it. And I was like, huh, maybe that's why it has so many problems. Because I don't remember the original having that many glitches, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, that's um, some some old old games get a new life uh, in 2021. <laughs> yeah. So, um, some Halo, finally. Dude, I feel like the Halo release took forever. Or was it just me? Like, I'm sure it took forever for lots of people. Because the last release was Halo 5. And I didn't care for that one. And I was waiting yeah. for the Xbox Series X to play Halo, and then it took a full extra year. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think I, I have a feeling. I feel like originally Halo Infinite or Halo Six or whatever it was originally called um, was intended for like Xbox um, One X or something like that, and then they pushed it back, and then it was supposed to. I know for a fact it was supposed to be a launch title for Series X. And then they got pushed back again. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's unfortunate because it's like, man, this is your biggest franchise and still not out yet. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah. <laughs> people, people say that, well, they say that 343 Industries took six years or so. Um, I think it took longer than that, though. Because <clears throat> when did Halo 5 release? Let's see. Halo 5 release, and then we can... Because I, I believe that when the Halo 5 releases, 
or when the next game releases, they usually start working on the other one. So 2015. So yeah, six years. Six years, 2015, 2021. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. And and this is the best Halo we got, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so far, it seems like a work in progress. Like, kind of sucks. A game six years in development and still seems incomplete. But whatever. At least the story is there for those fans. And if you want to play some multiplayer, it's for you to play. So it's fun if you like that kind of stuff. But right now, I'm enjoying the Halo story. And and I remember you um, you wanted to get into this, right? When Halo Infinite came out, you wanted. I remember you told me that you wanted to like play all the went from Reach or all the way to Infinite, right? But yeah. You, you so, also were going to do the books or, or the other yeah. stuff that you told me. Yeah, I know. We were, so we were talking earlier um, before we started and we said, hey, we should start the podcast about this uh, or like uh, start it uh, and talk about it. And um, I know it's I'm actually I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people are know that there's books and there's other, you know, obviously there's like TV shows and stuff that are going to be ha- you know happening or at least, um, you know, it was announced for 2022 and uh, and everything. So like. And and it's I'm sure everyone knows that there's also like all these other franchises that have more than just games that are based on them, right? So, um, but yeah, for Halo, um, I like kind of similar. I wanted to do the same that I did with the uh, World of Warcraft series or just the Warcraft series, like um, where I go through and like kind of the the designers or the like the creators or you know the creators of it have a predetermined kind of path they went with the releases and um and it's not always like one after another you know it's like okay this happened and sometimes it jumps back and forth um so i'm always interested in um because i feel like i i get more of a reward of playing a release like a release title when i um i'm kind of submerged in the lore so i understand like what's going on why they're doing it because i feel like um I'll have more understanding of what um, and more appreciation for the smaller details that might be in the story and um, that other people might not, I guess. And so, like, for example, with uh, World of Warcraft, um, with, like, Shadowlands coming out, uh, coming out that, that expansion, I was like, well, I've always been interested in, in the lore. I'm really curious, like, what are all the details about it? And so I found a, a kind of a a path to start on and that included um you know a bunch of books and trade and cut scenes in the games and uh and comic books um and i'm actually i'm almost done with the whole thing and then i go into the next expansion kind of thing to understand all that and it's been really interesting because i've actually enjoyed the books and stuff more than i did playing the games at some points um and so i wanted to do the same with halo and I remember originally a few years ago, um, I figured, well, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll take a, a, you know, look at it. And where do I start? You know, because I knew there's all these games, you know, there's, it's everything from first person shooters to um, uh, RTSs to, you know, uh, books to uh, movies that are like being made. And then even, um, I didn't realize how deep it was until I found kind of a guide Um which can be found pretty easy if you just look up like, you know, Halo lore guide or something. Um, there's a Reddit post, I believe it's on um, 
Halo, the Halo subreddit, right? So, and it has, um, or Reddit's subreddit of Halo, pretty much. And it has like this kind of, um, and and by the way, light. I'll I'll kind of uh, I'll put it in the chat here just so that you have a a link to it too. Um, but it's basically all the literature and all the the stuff that's involved in, in it, and it's crazy. Like because it goes, it, it's not only video games, but it's also um, you know the books, and it even goes as as detailed as um, like commercials <laughs> that played, um, and some of it, I believe, like some of the beginning part actually starts in Halo Three, and they want you to kind of read through, or or these people that um, have curated this list suggest starting with some of the um so in halo 3 when you're playing as master chief there's um when you're on the arc um there's uh these terminals that you can find and in the terminals uh when you interact with them uh like a, a message will pop up and so in those messages it talks about the forerunners which are like you know the ancient uh i guess um precursors to you know the whole story um and so you learn about the forerunners through those so you can what you can do is instead of looking for those um and you want to learn all this chronologically you can go to this website and they have them all um available so you can you know read them all one after another get a, a feeling of that and then you know it goes into um and i forget the exact like um uh, numerology as far or the chronological order that it's supposed to go in but it, it it has things that are relevant to like there's like um uh in halo so in halo halo 3 odst audio logs that you would read and then there's a uh a, a bisterium where it includes halo 3 um i guess a database of alien races that you go through and it's it's like it is uh detailed as you want to go um there's a, I guess like a, all sorts of like different, I don't know. Um, and I'm just reading through some of these right now. There's like from Halo Rebirth, I guess it's called. Um, and there's a, I guess a video, it's like 40 minutes long. Um, and it's, uh, has to do with, um, just, I guess, uh, it's a, a big audio log or something of telling, a story or something. So apparently it's all can and um and then it goes into the books. The books are the ones that I remember the most. I've read like I think two of them, the first two, and it's it starts with like okay, who Master Chief is and um you know, he's uh he's like this um like it goes back to when he was a kid and his like training he went through and then um his uh, first initial like um interaction with the flood which I think takes place before Halo 1, um, I, or it might actually be shortly after. I can't, I can't remember. but And there's like 32 books um, that go through all these these situations. And I think it it has... I, I can't remember how it exactly, like, exactly weaves in and out through like all this. but And I don't think they're all about Master Chief, too. And that's, that was one of the interesting things about like the whole World, uh, Warcraft series that I've been reading is... Obviously, they're not all going to be about, um, like, when you're playing World of Warcraft, you're playing as your character, and then there's, like, those main kind of character. like, you, you're kind of playing as the main character, but then you have, uh, 
all these other characters that are like the hero characters. And so the stories are about them, but it's also about other sub characters. So it's interest. It's always interesting um, to um, learn about some of the characters that are not so well known, but they have interactions with the other major characters, like um, you know Arthas or Illidan, Sylvanas, or any of the you know um, all the big hero character or villain characters, you know, and um, kind of seeing it through the eyes of somebody that is like um, almost like if you were in that situation, you know, you're just coming into it and you, you're kind of aware of this certain things, but anyway, it's really interesting. So seeing, um, and I, and light, I know you said that one of your favorite halos is reach, I believe. Yes. Um, Halo reach is like, is, I really enjoy that game a lot, especially yeah. because of the other spawns and then their specialties too. Kind of like you get to see Master Chief's luck, and you get to see yeah. their guys's other specialties. Oh yeah, uh, now okay. When you when you said that, now I remember. Okay, so I think the one I was. So um, yeah, I haven't played Reach. I've heard good things, but I believe uh, ODST is actually a, a good example um, of kind of like you're playing as just a, a marine. You're not playing as any so, super soldier so, or anything. So you're playing the top, the best human combat specialists so basically mm -hmm. like it could be like um i don't know green beret i don't know what is our for, i don't know what the equivalent would be for for the united states army but basically their best soldier best trained best everything basically the soldier that would be under master chief <laughs> that's what you play mm -hmm. on odst you you play you play only the best of the best or whatever yeah. which is the reason why they also are the only survivors <laughs> Well, the invasion, mm. you know, like they're the only ones so able to put up a fight. Yeah, so you're like playing as something, someone other than you know the main character of the franchise, pretty much. Um, and so you're getting a different perspective, as well as like in the Star Wars universe. I feel like some of the most like successful games, which are like the Knights of the Old Republic, um, was really really awesome to play because like you're playing as someone other than luke skywalker or darth vader or something you know you're playing as these other characters because it's an expanded universe of you know how that franchise works and so you get to see things that are not you know you're seeing glimpses of the universe in through somebody else's eyes other than what you see in these main you know these uh big mainstream movies and um and you see how like varied it is instead of it just being you know, the same aliens, same, like, interactions, same, like, Jedi fights or whatever. It's got, like, some real depth to it. Um, and so I think games like that or anything that you out of the main character really aid in establishing, um, I guess, like, a richness to the lore. Um, so I, that's why I enjoy going through all these, um, like, the books and stuff, even if it doesn't include the main character of the main games. Um, even, even if he's not even in it at all, you know, like, Astrid's not even in the book, like, it's always interesting because they're crossing eventually with yeah, yeah. maybe another story. So, anyway, there is, just to let everyone know, there is pretty rich, um, you know, it spans books, comic books, um, there's, you know, that TV series that's coming out, there's a bunch of audio stuff, um, so there's definitely, um, a pretty substantial amount or you know of content to go through if you're really fascinated with you know the games and and um one thing to note though is i think um 
I believe like some of these come obviously before the first Halo. So if you're like if you're interested in just playing the Halo games, um, I think even like you have to ask yourself, okay, are you interested in the? I guess you you got you got to figure out um, how interested are you in Halo? Are you interested in things that are outside of the games? Then probably like you know the the books and stuff maybe a great place to start. Or if you're more interested in just the video games, then the RTS technically, I think the first one, um, is it came prior, it came before Halo, um, the first Halo, and I think the first, I think the first two RTSs, I can't remember about the second, but I know the first one came before the first Halo game, and then obviously ODST and stuff that that actually came before it too. Um, so you kind of want to play those ones, but. If you're not into RTS games, then, you know, there's the first-person shooter thing. So I guess ODST would be the first one to play. Um, or if you're just interested in playing as Master Chief, then probably the first Halo would be the first one to play. So there's, like, all these different ways you can go at this, you know, the universe. And regardless of which way you go, um, I'm thinking it's probably you're still going to, you know, you're still going to benefit from it. It's still a great franchise. Um, it just depends on how interested you are in it. So there's there's all sorts of perspectives to take on it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the way I do it is just you know the Master Chief story for Halo. That's like my main one to go to. Even though I actually think the universe of Halo is actually really cool, which is why I got excited when they announced uh, the Halo TV show that was uh, that Steven Spielberg was producing a while back. It's finally coming to fruition. So I was so excited to see uh, that on the game awards that um last week or, or like when we talked about it last week right which was really yeah. cool um yeah. and i am i don't know to me the halo universe is is so cool they could make a uh, really awesome movies and and i'm excited to see what they could do with the tv show shows obviously if you guys don't like to you know wait for the tv shows the games that are available or legend jim was saying the you know opens up some books some comic books i believe they have halo has some marvel comics that you guys can also check out too if that's more of your take and i want to read like a full a full book there is enough there's some side stories or some more stories on the comic book side as well and there's a lot of stuff about this uh about halo i mean it's it's a really awesome franchise that i feel like it needs like a good treatment which is why you know, we may be a little bit harsh sometimes when we talk about like their new game, especially when it's like incomplete. Like, what's going on? This is your guys' like number one baby. It revolutionized like first person shooters back in the day, and it brought you know it brought first person shooters to consoles in a in a way. Um, it was basically what, in my opinion, what Quake and Doom um, did for PC on first person shooters, right? Wolfenstein. Like some of the first ones, it's like, oh man, this is what a first-person shooter should feel like on a on a PC, and then that's what Halo did to the Xbox, to the PS2, um, you know, even to Nintendo if it has any kind of shooters on those games. But like, then later on, you know, a new game comes out, and you're like, okay, you you have high expectations for it because you know it's Halo. It, it was one of the first pioneers, so we're stuck in a kind of weird spot. I feel like where one of the greatest franchises seems a little bit um stale but i guess mm -hmm. um i don't know 
I just wanted to I wanted to see the God of War treatment. You know how we we like to say that because I feel like God of War is one of those games that it was pretty good throughout its time, but it did like once Ascension came out, you're like, well, this is more of the same, right? Just a little mm-hmm. more different story. Like the gameplay was very like stale too. Like with the, the, like where where can you go with uh with a gameplay melee like that? More weapons, I guess, right? Different kind of combat. And then the the way that they took it on the new one, they're like, you know what? Let's try to make a new game, not just a God of War game. And it mm-hmm. turned out it's a fantastic thing. So I don't know. Halo Infinite isn't bad by any means, but it's kind of like I feel like that's what Halo needs right now. And Halo Infinite just doesn't seem to be that yet. So maybe the next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's still good, so I don't want to sound like a downy downer of anything saying that it's not a good game or it's not worth playing. Obviously, um, I think it's still worth playing, and it's uh, it's a good game. It's just not not it didn't meet the expectations I've ha- had for it due to the fact of being having this history attached to it too. You know, I feel like maybe because we are huge fans of the franchises, we think of it more um, like oh man. We see it kind of like, oh, this is part of the things that interest us. And, you know, we connect with these things. So when we connect with it, we're like, we feel a little bit more special when it turns out to be a good product. And then we're like, yes, thank you for for caring for your audience, right? <laughs> to give us things yeah. that we love and then and make us in, and have a great time. Which, honestly, I feel like that's what Halo 4 feels like. Halo 4, that was the first game that was done by 343. 343 Industries and you could feel like you could feel what they're trying to do you could feel the love for the game you could feel like uh, how seriously they took it like I really like I really like what they did with Halo 4 like back when I played it I wasn't as impressed as I am today I don't know it's kind of weird right <laughs> like yeah like uh, maybe because I can appreciate more things or I pay attention to more detail or I pay attention to more uh, more more stuff who knows but Either way, man, I I actually am curious to go and read some of these books um, that you were mentioning. I might I might hit up the uh, comic books first and go from there because I know some of those books can be pretty lengthy. I remember I saw some of your house and they didn't seem like the shortest books. Yeah, um, they're uh, what six hundred three hundred pages. Six hundred? Uh, no, no, definitely not six hundred. It's like three hundred pages. Oh, okay, three hundred pages. Okay, I was like six hundred. Yeah, definitely. Why? <laughs> I was like, it's kind of um, a, a little bit long. Um, uh, let me see. It's like, yeah, it's around three hundred forty-three pages. That's funny. Three four three. Yeah, that's what that <laughs> uh, I, I typed in average average pages, and it says three four three pages each, and I've expanded heavily on the Halo universe. So, is, yeah, those are. Um, is that why they call three four three? I don't know. Studios? That's cool, though. No, I did not know that. 343 Industries. You know, I think it might be. I think it might be. Um, I don't know how. How? Because I remember them hearing that they were trying to make this studio just for Halo, right? It's, the Halo uh, studio. It's named after the 343 Guilty Spark um, from what? Halo 2, I think. Oh, okay. Or Halo 1. I think it was from Halo 1, right? Um. I mean, it's I think because it, it's during the flood time when, um, like, when you're in the library or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yes, um, yes, because that 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 happens in uh, 
Halo One, and then you go to another library on Halo Two. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah,、oh. it, it, it's, it, I'm sure it's from the first one or second one, or it could be on both, because <laughs> the flood replays on on it, um, on both games. So spoiler alert: there's the flood. <laughs> if you、yeah. didn't, if you know Halo trilogy by now, I'm sorry, I did not mean to say.、Mm. But either way, they they even have a book for called the flood, right? On for the franchise.、Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know lots of lots of Halo content out there for、uh, those fans. And one、mm-hmm. game that I do want to play on the Halo that I haven't really played is the、uh, the RTS. And I love RTSs, but I got excited when they ported it to PC. But it's not ported for like PC. Like it doesn't. You don't get like、uh, when you play Age of Empires or Warcraft or Starcraft. You know how you have like the full mouse control and the mini map, and you can move it like quickly. Mm-hmm. This one is more like、uh, it's still like a port.、It、feels like a console game, a console RTS ported to PC, and you're like, oh、mm-hmm. no, that's not, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs>、um, yeah. So maybe I'll replay it on the Xbox and then and it'll feel fine because it was made specifically for that. But whatever, seems seems cool enough.、Um, and anyways. A little away from Halo, unless there's anything else you wanna you wanna cover. Uh, no, I think I think I'm yeah, looking forward to playing it. Um, definitely probably gonna wait to either getting a better PC or uh Xbox Series X one day <laughs> to play it all. Um, but yeah, so yeah. good looking forward to that. Yeah, hopefully Halo Five、uh, comes out for PC by then. Uh,、mm-hmm. because it's still. Your only hope is playing it through the Xbox at the moment, but you, I don't know, I, I, that shouldn't be a big, a big deal. I can always let you borrow mine <laughs> if you just want to、oh, yeah. play it.、Uh, it's not like I don't have a other means of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, man, is there anything? Um, okay, let, let's get a little bit more like Christmassy, I guess. Is there any Christmas stuff that you're excited for? Um, you, you also have、oh, um, a Christmas party at your house with your family, or do you know what、uh, you guys are doing? Definitely gonna play. Well, we usually play really like lucky, so、um, you know, have my、uh, parents over for the morning, and then I'll have- we'll then go over to my wife's parents' house for、um, after that, and then、uh, yeah, just spending time with family.、Um, how about you? That's nice. Well, same thing. I think we're just gonna have like a couple family. Members come to our house and then just hang out here all together. Have some nice food. So sounds so pretty good. And and on the gaming side, is there any specific game you're gonna play、uh, this Christmas break that you thought? Oh yeah, def-、uh, definitely. And I want to try to catch up on those for sure. I think uh, so. Um, I I know right before the podcast, you、uh, you told me about Mortal Shell being. Uh, yeah. Discount fifteen dollars for the PS Five version, so yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna, um, so for sure. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I, I, Mortal Shell. I'm, I'm actually I was thinking of buying it too because it's a game that, like you, I was looking forward to play because it's like a Demon Souls, Dark Souls kind of a, a game,、mm-hmm. and it looks really good. Like it looks, it doesn't look like a. I guess it looks like a Dark Souls game, but. With their graphics are pretty really crispy. Like I, I like I like the um their their armor design. Then again, I'm a huge medieval guy. So when you start putting like bunch of medieval armored set like 
cool looking pieces together it's like yes because <laughs> the mm-hmm. guy is looking like this badass armor like you know heavy heavy like um knight like uh what is it like um squarish kind of helmet you know oh like a templar knight yeah, yeah like a templar knight would be really it's, it's without so cool. the religious connotation and, and this stuff. <laughs> I but mean, yeah it's, it's just cool. their armor pieces right how, how they look yeah yeah, and then um, it looks so cool. Like, it's one of those games that I'm like, oh, this looks pretty, like a pretty cool world to want to play. You know, I was looking through all the all the other sales, and I feel like, uh, did they do this because people were complaining about Mortal Shell not being the enhanced edition on the PlayStation Plus uh, thing for this month? Because, um, I mean, there are some all right sales, but 50% off of, of this, like, that, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, I don't know. It seems like uh, they're like, oh, okay, we'll give you this one and dropped it to 15% or fi- or by 50% to $15. Um, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm still, I don't know if see. there's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there there's has a to be a little bit of connection <laughs> to that, right? Yeah. Um, there is a lot of good deals though, but I just, uh, that seemed like a pretty, pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, that, that's. Yeah, so that's a that's a good game. Um, I'm actually thinking of also finishing Resident Evil Village. Um, finally, mm-hmm. it's actually uh, I play it a little bit here and there, and the game is great. Uh, I re- I'm really enjoying it. I know you only play through what are the newest Resident Evils you play through? Like th- just two and three, and then that's it. You, um, the play, remake. Uh, yeah, I played those ones. Uh, was it five? Resident, so the six. remakes is Resident Evil two and three, and then um, yes, yeah, so I played those recently. And Resident Evil four, they remastered it again. Uh, I felt like they remastered Resident Evil four like four times. <laughs> and they also did a VR for that one, or it's uh, in VR as well. Yeah, I'm actually want to try that out. I I don't know how that would be. It seems kind of like a mm-hmm. cool experience to get through um, on VR. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil. Uh, world and so you did you play uh number what is it number seven that's the one where it goes to first person um yeah it wasn't or was it no it was yeah maybe it was resident evil seven huh yeah yeah no i I played that one i liked it It it's a very spooky i didn't get a chance to play it in vr though i i remember i think you did you play it in vr i was playing on vr and it's it's Mm -hmm. really good I really, I kind yeah. of want to go back and replay it all the way through on VR, but I didn't get to finish it on VR. So maybe, maybe I'll, heard, on the uh, replay I will. I heard that was the way to play it for sure. So I was like, um, oh, I didn't yeah. have the chance, but because I think I played it on PC. It's pretty intense on VR, dude. Like I'm be honest, <laughs> I was like, whoa, because sometimes you you're turning around and there's like a zombie right behind you, like where you're like, oh my god, yeah. where did you come from? And then you shoot them <laughs> in the face. You're like, don't get that close to me. That's not cool. And then um, Resident Evil Village is a straight sequel from um, from this one. So Resident mm-hmm. Evil 8. And graphically, it's pretty impressive, I got to say. I think I, I like how it looks. But I can see, like, it looks really pretty. But the interactions with the environment is very minimal. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, uh, things don't react with the player. But it looks really pretty. So it's kind of like, man, the way the game is, is fine. 
because it's a Resident Evil game, you know, you were never able to like interact with the environment and like mess with some stuff. Um, <clears throat> but it would be really cool addition if they were to do that on Resident Evil 9, like have more interactive environments with your character. I think that'd be really cool. I'm not saying there right. isn't any kind of interactions or kind of in the game itself. It's just there are some things that it would be cool if you could be like, oh, can I touch this? And the character play around with it. <laughs> That'd be cool, right? I don't know. It's just little things that I, w I think it would be really cool to add on to such an amazing series already and to add a little more depth to the gameplay. Because uh, it's just a first-person shooter, solve puzzles, you know. If you're not the Resident Evil formula, it's still there. And this mm -hmm. is closer to... I want to say it's more action based, so I think it's closer to Resident Evil 4 on the on the action. So when you played this one, so Resident Evil 2, how did you feel about those by the way before I, I, I say what I'm going to say? Did you feel like they were pretty action B, or did you feel like you, you still got a little good scared and then... I don't know. What, what do you uh, think about that? Whatever I... Well, so I... With those kind of games, um, I love I always love the beginning of them because you know, you don't have anything. Uh, or you might have something It's just, like, really late. And so you, like, you don't know what to expect and everything. And everything seems... Everything's normal up to... Well, not normal, but, like, everything's, like, new. And then um, after... So, of course, like, it is spooky. Like, you're like, oh, man, this is gonna... You know, and you see the zombie for the first time. You're like, all right, here we go. And by the way, the in the, in the, the remake, like, the... Um, the body deformations of like when you shoot them and it like blows chunks off of them and stuff is really cool really well and like you don't always kill the zombies with just one shot to the head right like you gotta you gotta make sure you're shooting them like it, it's like a critical chance right um that you actually get one shot kill or like with a really good gun and so it really ups like the the intensity um so as you're like blowing pieces off this guy right you know you just by normal like you know the trope of zombies is always shoot for the head right so like i was doing that and yeah they would go down eventually but it was like just so much more intense and it really was, it was really cool um especially you know when even though you have more ammo eventually it's like you're you go you know how to take care of them you get better at it and stuff but you know that if there was like a bunch of them you're really going to be focusing on getting those shots in just right um it was cool and then and usually on on in the same games the same resident evil games or whatever like um towards the end that's when you're like really good at it and you're just... all these guns and stuff um so it kind of changes from being like or like a, a survival or like a survival horror like spooky kind of game to like more of like an actiony game because um it's not as scary anymore it's because you you're so used to it but it's still enjoyable it's it's very action oriented um so i i really enjoyed i i enjoyed my I, the third one got kind of not um wasn't as i guess uh well received but and it was shorter i, I think it was because it was shorter or something i'm not sure but um yeah, I enjoyed both of them. I especially when it came with that deal. Like, I think thirty dollars you get both of them, and um, and I just played them one after another. So it felt like one long game that you're playing as you know separate characters. Um, and of course, I went through like the second one with both of the characters. Um, 
I, I felt like the third one, though, I guess I wasn't as big of a fan for because of there wasn't really, like, as much... I mean, the only incentive to replay the game, um, w- since you don't choose to play as a different character and experience through a different storyline, was just to go and get, like, the points or coins or whatever to um, unlock other things that were just kind of like, eh. And then, and then usually it enhances the next playthrough, but the playthrough is not going to really change that much anyway. So um, I felt like it would have been cool if you could maybe merge the two where you had like the coin system where you can have a better gun, but then you play it with the other character. But at the same time, I don't know, I, I like not having like an overpowered weapon to go through the game my second run since I was more focused on the story rather than the gameplay Yeah. anyway. So, um, yeah, so that was my take on it. I, 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 a perfect game to play for like the Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you have to play, uh, if you enjoy those, you guys do have to play Resident Evil Village. It's definitely really fun. It's worth playing. And it's, it's pretty creepy too. And this one, it's interesting that they went a little bit more, um, I don't know if you guys seen the trailer of it or even the cover. It has like it looks like a werewolf, and Chris is like mutated into like you know half werewolf, half Chris. Like so, it's like it's interesting that they went a little bit more like Transylvania with it, mm-hmm. like just to say a little you know the theme of it. And I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I think that it, it, the vibe is great, and and the one thing I do want to say before I keep going about. I, I need to say this about Resident Evil 3 is that even the original when I played the original is the one that I didn't care for as much like I I replayed number one number two number three number four um, oh and I played zero I think zero and three are like close together as like the worst ones for me <laughs> like the worst yeah. the worst Resident Evil is like zero Resident Evil zero and three and I mean, it's not saying like th- th- they're bad games at all by any means. It's just the um, the 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 story that is told in these two games. It's just not. It's not that that much, and like especially in number two, because it's happening along. I mean, number three, because especially happening along uh, num- events during num- the Resident Evil Two as well. So it's like uh, it's like overlapping stories a little bit, right? So. When you play Resident Evil 2, you kind of have pretty much the full story of Resident Evil 2. But Resident Evil 3 just adds the perspective of Jill Valentine into in, the mix. So you get to see uh, three perspectives all on the same story. So that's why... Uh, I don't know. I really like Jill anyway. So I had a great time with Resident Evil 3. But it's just shorter than number 2. And, and like you were saying, it, it has a few downfalls about it. But even then, I would highly recommend to play, you know, because it's, it's good enough to at least play once, I think. <laughs> I think it's worth playing one time. If you don't if you don't want to replay it, that's fine. But I think I think seeing some of those set pieces in that game, they're really awesome. Um, I don't know if you like the set pieces of the game of the transformations of some of the monsters. And if you play Resident Evil, it's always a monster that transforms here or there mm-hmm. <laughs> or somewhere. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's nice. funny because I... I, uh, yeah, I do remember those pretty cool, um, like with Resident Evil 5, I think, with like the centipede dudes. Yeah. Uh, but dude, I, I actually, I really loved uh, Resident Evil Zero back when it came on, because you, 
Now this is be I don't know it might not really I might and might not be able to live up to the of my memory like of it but back then it came out on GameCube and I remember playing Zero and um back then like that was so there was Resident Evil 5 um that was out and that was pretty cool cuz it had you know the the controls and everything but um and the in zero now i'm remembering that didn't have that control still had like the tank controls and um i remember i played i played like that through and i got like the the hand cannon weapon and replayed it over i think i played through it like two or three times but it's just there wasn't really anything because i was that was when i was just getting into the resident evil series and so i think i had code veronica and i had um some other one i think and then so i got this zero and then i also got um resident evil the first resident evil because um they had it a remake of it and so i played zero and that and it was i don't know it was such an awesome experience but now when it comes back to like nowadays i don't know if it from what i remember it was it was awesome compared to what was available at the time well, may- maybe that's true, but this comes from someone like me. If you play Resident Evil um, 2, 3, Code Veronica, and then later you play Zero, like, it, it feels like a step backwards, I guess. <clears throat> it's not... Okay, so it's the... Resident Evil Zero, I think the problem that I had with it was kind of the way that the map was. Um... And it was a little bit more difficult to memorize than the other ones too. Like the uh, the level design wasn't as straightforward as I guess the other ones were. And the other ones, mind you, straightforward for a puzzle mansion <laughs> kind of you know maze thing is already complicated, right? And that there's some there were just some paths on Resident Evil uh, Zero that were like, why is this even here? It would be like, and it because you could like. It's just the way the game is designed in comparison to other ones is just not there, but it's not a bad. It's not bad, right? It's just um, on the rank order. I would always say that Resident Evil Two, the remake, is probably the best one to play right now, and then some people would say Resident Evil Four, right? And just because it's on the bottom of the list, this is not something like. Oh, by the way, this is like a terrible sequel, like Castlevania: Lords of Shadow Two. Like, no, 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 it's not like that. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's just that it's just okay. It's just not as awesome as the other ones to me. Like the characters, um, because you play a uh, Billy and then you play a uh, Rebecca Chambers, and then you you play their story, and the story is very like kind of like okay. Like it, it's not as deep as the other stories especially if you go around reading everything because it's kind of it's kind of cool too because you have to read the documents in this game so you want to get the full um the full grasp of what's going on in this area and my friend um my friend sal and i were playing this game together before resident evil remakes came out because we wanted to you know remember what happened from back then and then catch up you know like we were talking about earlier with the halo franchises and other other franchises that we like to do this with and it's just if you were to replay it today i'm sure you'll still enjoy the game nonetheless it's just if you were to play them back to back to the other ones maybe you'll see more what i mean uh, on, on how the game is made and the decisions that they took because you have to sometimes um 
you can play two characters at the same time, right? And like the limited inventory space too also makes it kind of interesting. And then you like sometimes you okay, I need this item, so what I'm gonna do? You just drop it on the ground, and then later you can come pick it up on the same location. Let's say if you, because there's no um, there's no chest, so there's no storage for your inventory. It's just little things like that that make the game a little bit more um like complicated than it needs to be it's like adding an extra step <laughs> mm. when there wasn't an extra step needed to be added kind of thing it's just little things like that that you will notice but i think it's still enjoyable uh, even if i were to put it at the bottom of the list <laughs> that doesn't mean that the bottom of the list the game is crap it just means like in comparison to the other ones it's kind of hard to put that one over the other ones either way yeah, and I think and think I I believe I said Resident Evil Five. I meant four um, earlier, but um, yeah, I would say probably say that Resident Evil Six was probably the worst one I played, and it's primarily because not because of the gameplay or anything like that. I think it's because they allow you to choose if you have infinite ammo or unlimited health or whatever in the beginning of the game. Like that was such a turnoff for me. It was like, okay, well, where's the challenge? Like, because when you play a game, I feel like it needs to be like like a fixed difficulty and everybody experiences it. And then maybe after you finish it, you can increase the difficulty um, or whatever, or have like the hard difficulty and then have you next time. And it's like when it gives you the option to like, okay, how do you want to play the game? Do you want to play it with, you know, unlimited this or do you want this? And I, I, I just, I stopped there for whatever reason. So, um, you know what? I always forget about Resident Evil 6. <laughs> yeah. Because people, <laughs> <It happened. laughs> people say that. Uh, I don't know. I guess to me, I, I didn't mind it as much. Um, I really, I think my favorite part about it was just playing more Leon. And mm. um, it's just, I think, I think it's just because you were to play, what, three different characters. And then it was three different kind of gameplays. So the game was trying to do more than it needed to do. I guess that that thing that was their problem. They tried to have what cuz remember that like how the when you play as a Chris section it was a different game than when you play as Leon section and then when you play as the um what is it the other guy what's his name um Wesker's kid um oh man I can't remember his name for the love of me cuz I can't remember like yeah he's not that memorable <laughs> uh Jake, I can't remember, is it Jake, Jake Mueller? I, uh, I never, I didn't, I couldn't, yeah, like... Jake Mueller, I, that's his name. Jake Mueller, that's Wesker's son, and you get to play him on Resident Evil 6. Mm. Um, and he and his was more of like a cat and mouse kind of puzzle um, story. And mm. I don't know, I feel like, I feel like them going back to remake Resident Evil 3 and, rem- and, and number 2... Reminded them what made Resident Evil great. So when the remakes came out for Resident Evil, um, well, number seven and number eight, right? Bio, what is it? Resident Evil. One is the village, and the other one, I I always remember it as like Resident Evil Gold because that was the one that I bought. Um, but was it just called Resident Evil Biohazard 7? Yeah, I think it was just called Resident Evil Biohazard. Which is the weirdest thing because as a Resident Evil fan, you confuse me. Because I know the I know um Resident Evil from Japan is called Biohazard. 
Like it's not yeah. called Resident Evil, it's just called Biohazard and then Biohazard 2 and Biohazard 3. So when this one came out, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, I'm like, what? Is it Resident Evil, Resident Evil? <laughs> Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil. <laughs> that's that's how I saw it, but you know, it's just me thinking uh, how that links together. Um, yeah. But I don't know, Resident Evil 7 is great and then they went back to the old formula of puzzles and shooting and survival. Um, Although the gameplay, I still think like for being a first-person shooter, it needs a little bit of work, but it it's fine. Like you know, I don't, or what do you think? Or maybe might be am I being too uh, harsh on the gameplay of this game, uh, Resident Evil Seven? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you have complaints about it, they're valid. I mean, that was your experience with it, um, and uh, I mean, obviously, like yeah. I mean, ever I don't think everyone's gonna. To like 100% of every game. That's true. <laughs> so it's like, I guess yeah. ultimately it's like, do you feel like it does justice for the, it, it does it, does it live up to the franchise basically? Like, um, you My, know, is it, worth, is it worth being a canon edition? Care Bear would say no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he, he says that this is not Resident Evil. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I guess, I, I don't know. I think he, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for him, but it might be due to having too much attachments to the original games, right? That sometimes people don't like change. I feel mm-hmm. the same way that uh, I would like, honestly, I would prefer to see another Resident Evil game like 2, like the remake of number 2, than continue the first-person shooter once, or the first-person view. Um, I, I just prefer that... For that kind of style of play for Resident Evil more than this one, but this one is really good for set pieces. So, so it, these friends like number uh, seven and number eight, I think they did they do a good job for what they're going for. It's just like when you compare like, and the reason I say about the first person needs a little bit more work because playing a game like Halo Infinite, right, or like a, a game that is a first person shooter first game. Like you could tell the controller is not as fluid as those, but it's not it's not a bad control. It works fine and it keeps intensity high. I think that's what that's why it is also the way that it is because the like you know the zombies like they they kind of like even on Resident Evil Two remake when you're playing you know how like they just twitch and sometimes they make you miss and you're like why did you twitch at the exact same point that I was gonna shoot <laughs> like. Does yeah. that happen to you? Because I find that frustrating sometimes. Like, okay, I'm going to shoot and I shoot and hit like twitch right as I was pressing my button. It's just bad timing on me, I guess, or just yeah. trying to um, do that, which is cool. I, I, I like that. Either way, I don't know. Great franchise to play. And 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 then one that I'm going to keep playing for the holidays. I, I know we went on an entire conversation with Resident Evil and we were just talking about <laughs> uh, what we was going to play for through the holidays. Um, anything, anything else you would play during the holidays? Or you think that, uh, I think Mortal Show, how long is that game? Do you know? Or do you even want to know? You just want to let it play? <laughs> uh, wait, which game? Uh, Mortal Shell. The, uh, oh, Mortal Shell. Uh, I have no clue. I don't know. And I'll find out, I guess. Uh, yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want it to be a surprise, I think. I, and, and honestly, I think it depends because those kind of games, like, I know that it really depends on what what kind of player you are or how you're feeling at the time. Cause I know some 
just probably rush through it and get probably through it pretty quick uh, if they're like used to Souls-like games. But then there's others that, like how I do it, I'll take my time, explore the little areas. If I know that there's going to be a boss coming up, I'll explore everything else before I go to that boss. Or like if I know that there's going to be some kind of turning point, you know, some major event, I'll make sure I look at everything else before I, you know, I commit to that turning point. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, because, yeah, uh, that's... Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play that one if I can, but I don't know, man. Lots of lots of awesome games to play during the holidays. I mean, I'm sure you guys have a game that you guys want to finish too. I know some people recently are probably into the Death Loop, um, which I kind of want to play. But I think the one that once I beat Resident Evil Village, if I have time to play, I think I'm gonna play the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mini game. I've been wanting to play that. Even after my bad experience with Walmart, <laughs> I still want to play <laughs> yeah. the game. Because um, I remember um, popping that in just because I was like, screw it, I'm, I'm just going to open this game up. I want to see how, this, how it looks on my PS5. Let's go. And and I don't know. I, I really enjoying the... Um, I'm enjoying the attention to detail that they're giving the game because it's, it's a linear experience, right? So it's not going to be like um huge world. But when you when you start you start in the ship and you get to see like all like all the guardians rooms and then you get to see each one what they like what they listen to or kind of or or, or what kind of things they would hang on the room and you get to see their personalities you know like as every person who has their own room decorates in a way to that fits their personality right so it's kind of cool to go to see uh dra um yeah drax groot um you know raccoon rocket and each of them look go through gamora go through all of their stuff um it's cool because it does have interactions with the environment like i was telling you that it'd be cool if they were to add more of that into resident evil so it has some of that stuff which i really like Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's one that i'm also looking forward to playing hopefully sometime after i finish the other one if i get the time to um during the holidays because during the holidays you also gotta give time to your family so Spend time with them, guys, <laughs> if you can, or or if you can with your family, some close friends that you know that are close to you, like family. Uh, either way, whatever family means to you, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. it should, it's a good time to spend. And um, or if you guys are gonna be alone, you know, nothing wrong with get, doing some hardcore gaming for the holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, spend time with the guild on World of Warcraft. There you whatever. go. Spend some time with your guilds uh, if you guys haven't had time to do it on uh, there, there right now. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think so far we had a pretty good conversation. Is there any any news that you saw recently that you want to discuss? I haven't seen much besides um, one that's kind of silly that they added like cat ears to halo multiplayer so people could have this uh sparring helmet with cat ears so oh yeah i saw that in rg (laughs) yeah so it can be perfect for halo (laughs) if you are a fan of cats um yeah and i don't know Um, i think you pay for these things i don't know i i don't think i would pay i i don't i got i'm not a pan i don't pay for um pure cosmetics it's hard for me to justify the price sometimes uh, for a cosmetic item, mm-hmm. um, but there, but that's cool. I I don't know. I think it's been a slow week because of um, 
slow week due to the holidays. But if we're not, I don't know. Did you see anything, by the way, or no, not at all? Uh, I'm I'm actually looking at it now. I just I know that there's that PlayStation Store sale. So once again, Mortal Shell is on sale. That looks pretty cool. Um, a bunch of other games are on. I urge people to wait on like. I, although Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla is on sale, would, if you haven't picked it up already, I would definitely probably wait until the next DLC comes out if you can be patient on that. Um, and then pick it up at like $30 with every, all the content uh, available, or even $40, you know, like. Because that's that game, once again, I, I spent like 225 hours on uh, Odyssey. Uh, and so there's definitely going to probably be. Uh, enough content um to justify paying for that instead of paying what sixty dollars or whatever yeah um, and uh having all this content that's just you gotta wait for and yeah that, uh, that, so in the end of the day you end up spending like shoot like you wouldn't so if you like either you buy the game again or you wait and so you've paid $60 plus probably 20 30 like there's gonna be and then the new one that's coming out the new Forty dollars, so you end up spending way over, like over a hundred dollars on just like all of it when you can just wait until it's like all that content and the main game is thirty bucks. Like that's, I'll, I'll wait until probably the end of next year. So they they said that the next expansion is gonna be forty dollars. I didn't even know that. That's kind of pricey for an expansion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know the season pass is right now on sale for $20, so if you were able to buy the game for $15, because remember, I, I, uh, back, I think Gamefly had a sale for it for $15, so if you managed to get it for 15 or or 20 I, it was one of those two, right now they have the other 20 on season pass, so, yeah, that sucks that it's going to be $40, I thought it was just going to be a part of the season pass that you would get here. So they're selling uh, a second no. season pass then? Is that yeah, what that's is? like honestly like I and I think I've I voiced my my <laughs> um I voiced my uh, opinion on season passes last time, but like yeah, season passes are <laughs> scams because they they give you a limited so they say you're you're assuming that the price you're paying for this season pass is gonna have content that is gonna be equal to that value for you. So, and then not only that, but you don't know it's going to be coming out. You might know it's going to be something worthwhile. Plus, they can release it, and it could not be at that price. Like, it could be, like, $10 here, $10 here, $15 here, and you paid $40 for that season pass. Like, that hmm. add up um, yes, 100%. It you is know, $40. So. Damn. And that then, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so what happened is, like, yeah, you get all that deal. They were anywhere from... I think they were like $25 or something, the DLC, like for each of them. Um, so yeah, you probably save money on there, but it doesn't include that last one. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's like you potentially could have spent, yeah, a few like, like at least like $100 or more. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just say, let, let's just say, if you were to buy day one, right? So if you buy this game day one, I think this one was still... This wasn't one it is, $70? No, this one's $59.99. Uh, so this one was yeah. 60 and then they sell you the season pass, which was forty, so it's a hundred dollars right there. And then the, the second expansion is another forty, so you pay a hundred forty dollars. Um, unless 
you decide to buy the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Ultimate Edition, which is $120, right? Or right now, if you were to buy it, it's $47.99. And I don't, let me, I wonder if this one includes both of the, of the DLC. What if it does? Maybe $48 for everything wouldn't be as bad, but I'm looking at what it says here. No, it doesn't it include It does not that. include that. So no, do, do not, that sucks. It's just going to include some, um, some other stuff. I guess I'm going to, I'm there with you then. I'm going to be waiting for a sale on this one. Um. Once it's complete with everything. Plus, I still have to catch up. I'm still on Black Flag. I know some people are like, what? You never beat Black Flag? That's one of the best ones. I'm like, you know what? I yeah. know. But I can't, you know, playing Assassin's Creed um, 2 all the way through 3 and then playing <laughs> Assassin's Creed Black Flag like all in a row. I felt so exhausted that I just couldn't play yeah. because Assassin's Creed anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, I can't. I can't do this. I, I can't it's too much Assassin's Creed um. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's tough I I made it to I think but well so I made it see I made it to Assassin's Creed like through the Ezio stuff and then um I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore and I couldn't even finish the the one after like the last one I so I had to watch videos on YouTube because they're just like ah this is too much so then I took a long break and then I was like, okay, I'm going to play the Black Flag ones. And that rejuvenated my interest in it. And what what really, honestly, like, Ubisoft did some pretty good um, as far as, like, making me want to come back is because they have that o- overarching story that's underneath all of, like, the, what you're actually doing with. And it all, like, continues on all the way, even up to, like, the recent games, you know. I- I'm assuming that, like, Valhalla is also going to do that. But even though you're not playing, you know, as the same characters, they're they're it's all related in the story, which is cool. So like, um, you know, it, it's cool as far as like like I'm all story, so like being able to experience all that the story is cool. Um, that's what gets me like in, interested in it. And uh, yeah, I I really got the whole rejuvenation. It being going through origin. Because it was rough for a little bit, because like Unity and stuff, they were eh. Um, that's when they started putting in like the RPG elements to it, and uh, they really found where they needed to be in Origins, and then they fine tuned it with Odyssey. Um, so I'm really hoping that, like, honestly, every game is somewhat better in some degree. Even if they tried a new thing, the next one after that was like an improvement, with some exceptions. <laughs> Um, but for, although I don't agree with how they do it, um, especially with what, you know, you, if you're, uh, a fan that wanted to play it right now kind of thing, like how expensive it is, um, I would, I would still like, I'm still, I'm impressed with it and I enjoy it. You know, I still have a lot of fun with the series. Um, and even more so when, when I can get it for 30 bucks, like for the whole complete, like that is such a, it's such a, like game series like if you can just if you had if it was completely like no money whatsoever in it like the game cool like all all of them have been pretty awesome so yeah because yeah black flag was great yeah so i need to get through that one so maybe like you it will rejuvenate me wanting to get through them because i actually (laughs) what's funny is i actually replayed uh 
Resident Evil, I mean Resident Evil, I'm going back to Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I actually replayed Assassin's Creed 3 um, recently, by recently was like in the spam of like within two years, that's <laughs> not reason. Yeah. Um, um, and playing it on the PS4, I believe. I think I was. I think I started playing on the PS4 on my on my PS4 Pro, and that was just like right before the PS5 came out. And I remember beating it, and I really like what they did with it on the remaster, and that kind of made me want to replay the um, I start all over with uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag because I did I when I when the PS4 came out, I was all in for Assassin's Creed, and then I just didn't have time for it, and it kind of just sat on my shelf, and then it got forgotten until. Recently, with with uh, with actually what reignited my interest for it was Odyssey. Like I saw Assassin's Creed Origins, but I didn't care as much until I saw Odyssey because, look, I, don't get me wrong, I love me some Egyptian lore, but I seen a lot of it. Like I ha- I have like a good amount of it in my own like r- things that I watch, like movies and other games and other kind of stories. Which I really like, and and I'm like I kind of wanted something more on the um, when it comes to if, if you were to tell me what era I'm more interested in more or like what kind of civilization, the the Roman civilization, their gods and stuff, I love that too. So it's like two, they're two of my favorite ones to see. So being able to see that they did Egyptian, well, like I was like I was interested in. But I wasn't in, like, I want to replay these games until I saw Origins. Because, like, okay, now I have to play the other ones. And then and then I'm good. And I'm going to enjoy this franchise again. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to replaying Assassin's Creed. And, and yeah. like you said, it's it's pretty good deal um, if you guys were it's, to uh, be able to play them for cheap. I, I would say that um, I it was Origins that got me excited to play all the old ones. Um, but yeah, I would agree that like the Greek, uh, mythology is a lot more interesting. Although like the, um, so like in or in Odyssey, but, um, Origins was cool because there's not a whole lot of games set in ancient Egypt. And I feel like it was, you, you were able to like explore a world that, although, you know, they'll have like a, a, a desert level or something, you don't really get like the real feel of the culture and stuff. And I, it got me enough to read about the culture of the ancient egyptians and what made up you know how everyday life was it's pretty cool and there's a there's a, a book that i read that was like about ancient egypt and stuff really fascinating book um and then uh you know i i just started learning about it and then then when um you know the whole odyssey came out that obviously that's really cool because it's such high it's like it's almost high fantasy, right? Like uh, yeah. the stories and stuff that they're, or the what the stuff's based on and everything. It's it's about really like larger than life characters and um, being able to like they're one of the expansions, the Minotaur one, um, was one of one of the coolest because of how the setting is, um, like how uh, Odyssey's set. You feel like in majority of the game if not probably like 75 or 80 percent of the game you feel like you're you're set in the actual historical time period um and with the exceptions of having 
some abilities and stuff that are like okay you gotta have like this something but it's hints right hints of this like fantasy like hints of this mythology stuff that are like okay you're always wondering when is the the cyclops gonna come out when is medusa you're constantly wondering oh is there gonna be a some beast or something that's gonna come out um and you don't see those uh and i won't give anything away but like it's something that you kind of have to like hunt for and the way that it's all presented and the like there's an expansion that's specifically kind of um or i don't know if it's an expansion but it was like a dlc was specifically built around uh each of those um like uh stories and the minotaur one was one of my favorites just because uh you know there's like a very well defined okay here is what probably occurred back then in the fact that you know there most likely wasn't like this myth and there was like but there was people that were probably acting like there was and all and then it blends it in and you're like oh that's kind of a bummer even though it's a storyline and everything but then you know you you go off and you the as the story go continues and stuff it just starts getting literally epic you know like the 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 true sense of an epic you know um form and and so it's really cool like and that's what happens with a lot of the stories and stuff you really you know i I, i'm just going to confirm yes for those that haven't played it there are mythological creatures that in but um they're not going to be it's not going to be the first thing you fight you know or any just like you stumble upon things and you're could it be you know it really reminded me of how the witcher um uh presented the the creatures and stuff you know it was like they're part of the world in some way uh but it allows you to kind of stumble upon them and learn about them play and stuff and it's it's great that's, that's very cool. good game. that's pretty very cool, good man. but yeah <laughs> i i want to play that game a lot and like i say i love the greek mythology it's one of my favorites well, what you were saying is like oh my god could it be kratos is that you yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and that's the last thing you see because that's kratos and then you're just getting his way so he decided to decapitate you real quick yeah <laughs> yeah no assassin's creed will like you know no assassin will be able to beat Kratos. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, well, as much as I love Kratos, um, Kratos isn't based off isn't based off of the, the no, ending I, of the I, I know. I'm just trying to make fun of it, <laughs> obviously, because it's also like uh, one of uh, one of the other awesome like um, Greek Greek stories that I played and I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one. It's awesome. And yeah, you you talking about Assassin's Creed makes me want to actually replay it. Because I I do want it's one of those franchises that I loved back when the first one came out and then I just got the Assassin's Creed fatigue and I just took me a while mm-hmm. to come back and play it and and seeing the newer ones is like definitely one of those games like yeah I need to eventually can make my way through all of them so hopefully by all that right. time I'll be able to play yeah. Valhalla for like pay for Valhalla at a good price and be able to catch up. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to correct. Well, I don't want to. I want to want to clarify though. Uh, Kratos is part of Greek mythology, but not in the way that he's in the game. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was talking about the Kratos from the video game. So in case you guys yeah. saw that, yeah, I was I was just making a little fun joke with that. Um, and I don't no, know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just clarifying my uh, my statement, not. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Also, one do one cool thing that um, I know I told I told you about earlier this week. 
uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, the PlayStation Plus Edition, is now upgradable to the PS5 version with the DLC. For uh, like, mm. well, you get the PS5 upgrade for free, and then obviously you you have to pay for the DLC. Um, and it just they so that's a, that's a fantastic deal. Let me tell you, in my opinion, as somebody who paid for this game full price when it came out, um. I love this game. It's really, really good. Um, even if the full story is not complete, because some people are gonna say, "Well, it's not a full game because it's not the uh, it's not the complete story because the original had so many days, so much content." Okay, I I get you. I get what you're trying to say, but the story that was given on this game, you could say it came to an ending. So like, it does finish. Obviously, the story that they're telling us. But there's gonna be more, more because the characters have like a new, like uh, somewhere else to go because of something that happens or whatever, right? Like I don't want to say because they do change, they do change the story enough to not like it's still good. So even even if you don't like that, I'm saying that they change the story. The story is still really really good in my opinion, and the game is fantastic. So if you had a PlayStation Plus membership and you got this game for free. And you have a PS5 now. You get to enjoy that version for free, like truly free. And then, and then obviously the DLC, um, you have to pay for it. But I think it's like fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. And and to get this fantastic game for fifteen twenty dollars and be able to play everything on it, in my opinion, is is a is a must buy. Like hands down. If you're a fan, um, of Final Fantasy games. And even if you're not a huge fan, but you like an action game, this game is very action-based. It's not as uh, wait your turn, kind of like the traditional JRPGs. So it's more you feel more uh, more at control with the characters, and the gameplay is fantastic. And the graphics in the PS5, ooh, it was it's so good. So I gotta tell you, I, I have to say that because I was a little bit upset. Person, even though I bought this game, I was upset that. The PS5 version is not included. If you got the PS Plus version, I don't、mm. know what it is to me because I feel like if you're gonna give a version, you might as well give it all away, right? Or or what?、Yeah. Or what are you doing? But I'm glad they changed their minds and then they did this,、um, <clears throat> which is cool. So that's one of the two game sales that they're actually on sale right now. Or if you don't own it at all, I think it's on sale for like thirty-two dollars or something, and that includes the DLC. Um, so, so that that's pretty good.、Um, but either way, I think that's just like Assassin's Creed. That's one of those、uh, games that you guys do need to check out. And right now, it's the best. It's one of the best times to get it because of because it's on sale. And、um, and yeah, I just wanted to say that before we finish the podcast, because I think we've gone a fair good amount of time. <laughs> yeah. And before we finish, I do have two quick things.、Uh, Because I actually, I know we're mostly a gaming podcast, but I do love movies, and I and I got to see、um, Spider-Man No Way Home on premiere last week, and I gotta tell you, it's <clears throat> I want to rewatch this movie. It was everything like as a Spider-Man fan, everything I wanted it to be. It was just it was perfect, and if you ah,、uh, it's hard not it's hard to say things about it without spoiling things. Because there's a lot of secrets, and obviously some people don't like spoilers. So for those people who don't like spoilers, you know, if you're if you're a Spider-Man fan, 
you is this a must watch like if you like spider-man at all like you're gonna enjoy you're gonna have a good time it, it, it's something that it's something special because of the way that they did it and how they told the story of this movie was it really cool and it felt a little bit fresh like for superhero movies it felt fresh it didn't feel like just copy and paste for once it doesn't feel like like it's a superhero movie right so you know, bad guy loses usually. <laughs> Spoiler alert, mm. right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but regardless of that, the executions oh, of some set pieces were really fun to watch. And and if you play the Spider-Man video game, I think I think the Spider-Man video game is still the best story you could play as Spider-Man. But this movie came so close to say that it could it, like it rivals that one from Insomnia Games. Um, it's it's that good. So I highly recommend it. And then on The Matrix, um, actually, it came out last night at midnight, and I was just up late, and I was like, I want to see how it starts. I saw maybe the first 40 minutes, and and personally, I think that you're only going to enjoy this if you're a really hardcore Matrix fan, and you don't care too much about like explanations of much <laughs> of anything yeah. at all um the very very 40 minutes that i saw this movie and let me tell you this i i was okay with putting the movie to pause and going to sleep i did not mind <laughs> so it's not a movie that i gotta say is as exciting as the other one um on spider-man the entire movie you're like you're engaged at least i felt engaged with the movie with the story with the characters and on matrix they feel like what is happening why are they what is happening just let me tell you like without spoiling much because if you pay attention to the movie trailers at all without spoiling much which it's like i don't know why they went this way but but um, Neo is a video game designer in this world. That's all I'll say. <laughs> he makes yeah. video games now. And he makes a specific game called The Matrix. Oh <laughs> so, so that is the kind of story you're getting yourself into, guys. Just to give you a little bit. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. Uh, he, he, he was this famous hacker. And now his hacking skills are just um, video game making. So... I guess yeah. I guess it translates right. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Good enough translation uh, for for Neo's skills. But yeah, I think I'm gonna finish it and I'll give you guys my full rating. But for Spider-Man No Way Home right now, I I think I, it's a nine out of ten for me. It, it it's I love that movie so far. I want to rewatch it. Uh, maybe I'll change the score later once my my uh, how is it? My fanboyism kind of comes down and be like okay let's try to nitpick at this movie let's see what's actually wrong with it uh, once i get to rewatch it again <clears throat> but in the first view nine out of ten hands down one of the best movies i've seen this year and i saw dune by the way which is an also amazing movie that i would also give a nine out of ten personally mm-hmm. and I, I don't give nine out of tens to a lot of movies because i think that's a ridiculous score to give it, it's very hard for me to give you a 9 out of 10 at least the way I am um, I I only gave that number I, I wouldn't say 10 out of 10 on Dune and same thing with Spider-Man but I feel like I need to rewatch them 
so I can mm. analyze the movies again and then give it a more fair review. Because my first viewing, I, I would say 10 out of 10 also. My heart would say 10 out of 10, but part of me is like, I don't think they were perfect movies by any means, but they are definitely two movies this year that I would say they're must-watch for movie fans out there and something to watch during the holidays. If you guys can, do find go watch them at the theater if they're still playing. Highly recommend it. Uh, those two movies. Matrix, you guys can hold out for the Blu-ray release or if you have the HBO Max and have nothing else to watch. Watch it and see what happens with what you think. Hopefully you like it and you're not um, a sour patch kid like I am. <laughs> that that mm-hmm. a little sour up with the direction they went in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I am done with my recommendations for, for movies uh, for Christmas. And I don't... Oh! How about this? To end up on the Christmas theme, what what is your be- your favorite uh, Christmas movie to rewatch? Do you have one? Uh, I would say, well, I haven't watched in a while, but I've always had a laugh. I love the ones that um, are funny. And uh, the National Lampoon uh, Christmas Vacation. Yes. One of my all-time favorites. Low-key. <laughs> yes. That's, all I gotta, that's one of my favorites uh, ever. Like, yeah. I'm there with you. Like my favorite scene, I remember I used to talk to. I think I talked to like I would. I remember I watched it again, like in high school, and I I couldn't stop talking to like everyone I ran across. Was like, did you see National Lampoon? And I would. Um, uh, there was that one scene where he like wants to make a sled, and yes. he takes it, <laughs> and he like polishes it up. And he like jumps on it and then he like just shoots like lightning speed through and he ends up like going through all these like hills or whatever and then he I've, and I haven't seen it a long time so this is what I'm remembering but then he ends up on like the highway and he's like sliding down the highway all fast <laughs> it's just so awesome yes uh, yeah I love cat. that scene it's so good and the I... cat that like underneath oh like, shocked by it because it's all <laughs> and it's so funny because it has like elements of things that you just you you know either you've witnessed in the past like as a kid or something or you've actually seen happen like you have those those family members that come and visit or uh i don't know for us it was like they're a little white trash or whatever you know (laughs) you kind of the family like all kind of disagrees with them but you know they gotta come they gotta come over they gotta, family yeah they're family and so it's uh i don't know um <laughs> and i say white trash because i'm i'm white <laughs> how I'm dare sure you how yeah how dare sure, you <laughs> i'm sure there's like uh an equivalent and like you know other races and stuff but yeah, uh, i mean who like yeah I don't know. Some people might be like, "How dare you say that?" Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, the characters, the um, uncle was it uncle? Um, oh, the... I dude, I haven't seen it in forever. The um, but I know, I know who the uncle is. Uncle um, Eddie. Uncle Eddie. <laughs> I think it was Uncle Eddie, uh, or cousin Eddie. It was yeah, or I think uncle it was Eddie. his cousin. Yes, it was cousin well, Eddie. It... Yeah, it was his cousin, but it was the kid's uncle. So, oh, but, true. Uh, yeah, so I just he was pretty much like yeah, he was pretty much like the like you know the the lives in a um yeah anyway like he <laughs> trailer park very, like, yeah he lives, yeah and all this other stuff and he, the family's all like the kids are all like really wild thing 
Ah, uh, it's just awesome. So yeah, I, it, that's, I watch that. that's a good one, man. Like that's a good one. I haven't seen that movie in forever, and I'm and gonna say, oh, I don't know if I saw the second one. Yeah, to I don't be think honest. so either. I haven't either. Uh, so I need to watch that. So it came out in 2003. Yeah, yeah, man. I was gonna say, um, shoot. I'm not blanked out because I'm thinking nothing about <laughs> but this movie because I still remember when he puts that like you were explaining when he does the sled thing I just remember at the end the sled had like a burnt mark and it was so like yeah, gone yeah. like it was a seat that you could like look through that I was like man <laughs> and as a kid I don't know I love that kind of humor you know it's not yeah me too it's not it's not you don't see movies like that, like this nowadays, too many times. Um, no. But unfortunately, I wish people would just have like want to have more of a laugh instead of just feel offended. It's like you know, if it's gonna offend you, like just ha- stop being so sour in your life. It's just it's just a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, and the one movie that I do want to say that I I do like watching Die Hard. <laughs> people say oh it's not yeah, a yeah. movie. But I die. I do. I do agree. Die, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and there's also um, there's also some other uh, there's some horror movies like I think Chucky or something is a Christmas movie. Is I it can't Chucky? remember. Uh, let me or no Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Edward uh, Scissor's Hand, and that one's kind of creepy too. Uh, well, that one's it's not all during Christmas though. Like Gremlins is all during, I believe. Oh, is it? Uh, I can't remember yeah. anymore. I love Gremlins though. It's a good, fun movie. Uh, it's, it's really funny, too. Yeah. Um, um, I know some people's favorites would be Elf. So I want to... Yeah. And and then um, if you guys are a fan of more profanity and really nasty stuff, Bad Santa is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously more and more adult themed than, than before. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Those are some classics that I would say yeah have to watch. Because uh, there's a lot of Christmas movies that are Christmas theme. I think uh, even the right now the TV show Hawkeye is Christmas like, so it's during Christmas time. Because I, I I start watching it because it find, it's only six episodes long and it's coming to fruition. It's ending of the first season. I don't know if they're gonna be doing a second season or anything, but it's also during Christmas. So that's something good to watch during uh, the holidays if you guys don't know what to watch. That's uh, pretty cool. I don't know, so many Christmas movies, man. You could say Home Alone or, or whatever. Oh, yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, man, there's so many. Yeah, it's like we're running out of time. It's the 22nd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I need to start watching some movies before. It... That's what happened with um, in, uh, with Halloween for us is like we wait till last minute to watch any of those movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I mean... I just have a movie marathon day or something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are oh, we... Yeah. yeah. Uh, if anyway. only I can sit through a movie without getting bored. But uh, the comedy is definitely... I can, I can... Yeah, I, I'm sure you can put it on like you're cooking or something on the side. I don't know. Something... Yeah. If you, if, if you can't see it through one. <laughs> it would have to be one at a time for sure. So. Nah, that's for sure. Um, either way, man. I think that's a good place to end it. What about any Christmassy games? I don't know. Unless you consider Christ- like Oh yeah, Christmassy games. Uh I guess I guess like you'd have to think of like a game that's set during Christmas. Because I, I know like I 
obviously, I don't think Mortal Shells set during Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's probably going to be my Christmas game that I play. Um, uh, but uh, I know, like, uh, and then I was also playing Horizon. I would say, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If it has ice and snow, consider it a Christmas game. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. base three. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, not maybe a good one, but like. Uh... No, it's still it's still fun. It's still a good game. It's just it just it missed its potential for a Dead Space game. I feel like I feel like it could have been better. Number one, and number two were fantastic, and number three took like a step back. But, yeah, but nonetheless, I still enjoyed it, and. Monster Hunter, the expansion has some of that too. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, World. that's true. And then yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot like. Um, you, you really need to think about uh, like what's in the snow, and what's gonna make you feel Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, actually, uh, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's true. a good one. Yes, yes, yes. How could I forget that one? Talking about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I forget one of the and, ones. Uh, uh, Batman Arkham Origins. Yes. That's a Bayonetta list. 2. There you go. You're finding a good list, man. Dead Rising 4. Yeah, I found a list. Dead Rising <laughs> 4. Duke Nukem Nuclear Winter. Saints Row 4. Um, but that's like a DLC. Yakuza. Yakuza games. Great franchise. But yeah. Um, well, I'm, apparently I'm... Metal Gear Sol- Metal Gear Two Solid Snake. Hmm, is it? I don't know. I'm looking. I'm that, reading it, but that's MST. like the one from the Nintendo era, right? Maybe this is a maybe this article skipped to another article. Oh, okay. Because I was like Metal Gear Solid yeah. Metal Gear uh, uh, so. Solid Snake Two. That is the title given to the Nintendo to the NES one, like back in the um, or what was the other one that was oh. not the NES? So, because Metal Gear Solid's Sense of Liberty is number two. So I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Um, that's why I know this. <laughs> so this. So this is the old one. Yes, from the and this one era, takes right? place on Christmas Eve. So like he sent, um, on the he mission. sent to rescue the scientists and save the world on Christmas. Talking about Hitman Holiday Murders. That one's another one. Real, real There's quick. a lot of DLC. They need mm-hmm. to remake those old Metal Gear Solid games today. Like, like they need to. God damn it, Konami. Get off your ass yeah. with your pachinko machines. Do some with your IPs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm surprised. I mean, they. it looks like they did that on... Um, uh, for, I don't even know. I remember what it was called. I think it was... It's actually, you could play it on PlayStation. I think it's available on there. But um, yeah, that uh, weird, like... It had, like, crafting and stuff. I actually wouldn't mind trying it, but... Um, I Which game? It was a Metal Gear game Metal Gear that came before Metal Gear Five, I think, hmm. or Metal Gear Six, whatever the one recent one. The most recent one is Metal Gear well, Survive. After... What was it? Well, the the okay, Metal Gear Survive is the one that happened yeah, after. After. Yeah, I heard it was really bad, but uh, I don't know. I kind of want to see how bad it was. <laughs> I saw it on sale the other day for like five bucks, and I was like, "Should I buy yeah. it for five dollars?" I question that. <laughs> yeah, any, any game that's worth five dollars is probably not worth playing. Which is uh, another game I saw for that price was Anthem, and I was like, "Should I buy Anthem for five dollars?" And mm-hmm. no, I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger on any of those games that I, I was like, because it's like, is it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but yeah um i think this is a good place to stop my friend i think i think we cover some stuff and then christmas is coming and we had a fun conversation about halo some resident evil talk some christmas stuff i don't know i think i think we we had a fun podcast today for the most part gave some people some deals um Hopefully, people do un- do know that there's gonna be deals on your Xbox. There's gonna be deals on the Nintendo Switch, on the Steam Store, Epic Store. Right now, there's deals everywhere. So do not buy a game at full price, you fool. <laughs> Save yourself some money, wait for a <laughs> discount, and get it. Unless it's the only game you're buying this year, then you know what? The price is justified. I think if it's the first game you're buying this year, you can buy a full price game. Go for it. Or you know, we just we, I, I think I'd rather people save some money. Uh, but if the game is worth it to you, it's worth it to you. But it's a little... That's, you know, that's subjective. Just save some mm. money this holiday, buy games on deals, and have a fun time. That's 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 what I would say. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's where we're going to end the show. And thanks for listening to Gamer.